Every day is a gift, and with each day, we are invited to be a part of what God is doing around us. Whether it seems like a mountaintop or the mundane, God has something for you in your everyday life. Welcome to the Everyday Life Podcast. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today, again, we have Pastor Robbie with us as we are going to be talking about prayer. Uh, so, Pastor, I have to just say for a second, we are a weekend to our 21 days of devotion. So fasting, praying, reading God's Word. And I'll be honest with you, uh, and I told you this earlier, it is like one of those times where I'm just incredibly thirsty, and as soon as I get to water, I cannot stop drinking the water. And mm. for me, uh, even being a pastor, I didn't realize how spiritually thirsty I was until you challenged us to spend this time with the Lord, and now I cannot stop. Like Now I crave this time with the Lord more than anything else. And, and I start by saying the podcast with that. Uh, I, start, I start that to say this, that today you may be listening to this and say, I'm not ready for whatever you guys are going to talk about. But if you get started, I promise you uh, that God's going to do a work in your life and that you're going to be ready for what he has for you next. And Pastor, just a minute ago, we, we literally just stepped out of service. And at the end, uh, I found myself at the altar uh, just on my knees with my hands in the air, and God hit me that I was at that very same altar about 15 years ago crying out to the Lord because I was tired of the way I'd been living my life. And today I find myself at the altar again, uh, mm -hmm. just expecting and asking him to do, continue to do something unbelievable in my life. So uh, we're in a special season here at Long Hollow. And like you said, I believe prayer uh, plays a key role in anything uh, that is going on here. So let's talk about yeah. prayer. Well, prayer is something <clears throat> most Christians know about. It's one of the first few things you learn as a Christian, right? but it's something we rarely do. I mean, let's just think, I mean, if you look at, let's just take this last week over your life. How much time have you devoted to dedicated uh, solitude, silence, or spending time with God in prayer? Well, I mean, th just think about how much time. I'm, I'm not talking about prayer for lunch. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about pr prayer for dinner, breakfast. I'm talking about just sitting with the Lord. And if you're honest, like I was years ago when I was a new believer, I'd, uh, I didn't know, nobody taught me how to pray. Uh, it, it wasn't much. And even when it was something, it was selfish, as I said in the sermon. Right. It was shallow, self-centered, and uh, short. Right. <laughs> right. You know, uh, the thought of sitting for an hour, mm -hmm. as we just heard, that is downright scary for people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, an hour? What are you yeah. talking about? I don't even... I can't even watch a show for an hour yeah. on Netflix, you know? Yeah. I mean, golly, how can I watch that? But what you said is a great point. Prayer is like a muscle. Mm -hmm. Here, here's what I've learned about prayer over the last, um, almost the last year, just sitting with the Lord. The more I spend time in prayer, the more I'm addicted or drawn to prayer. Right. And right. you said this. So prayer is like a muscle. You have to work it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, if you and I go work out together and I say, hey, Andrew, get under the bench. Let's see if you can bench 225. <laughs> you know, there's no. Uh, can we try 125? Yeah, yeah. Possibly? Can we do the bar maybe? Yeah. No, no. You're going to say, no, no, no. We can't do that. And there's no way you can do that. Yeah. But you start off slow and you add right. weight. Okay. So prayer's the same way. So, but we are going to challenge you. And some mm -hmm. of you are going to say, well, that's a big challenge. Jesus never lowered the bar. Right. He always raised the bar and he wanted you to rise to that level. And so prayer, uh, for me, as I've learned over this season, is it, 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 it comes to the place where my words sometimes fall short. Mm -hmm. And so when I used to hear people say, I'd pray for an hour, the natural thing in my Western mind was, 
what do you say for that long? Right. Right. Like pray for an hour. Like after I pray for myself and my family and my, Mm -hmm. my church and whatever, I'm done, you know, seven minutes, I'm done. So how do you pray for an hour prayer? And we're going to give you a framework for it. So hang around and we're going to do that. But uh, one of the things you got to realize is prayer is a monologue for many, but it should be a dialogue. Right. Right. A monologue is just me talking. It's a lecture. You're sitting mm-hmm. and listening. A dialogue is a give and take. Right. It's I speak. God. God speaks. Or most of the time, lately now, I just listen. Wow. And uh, I tell you another thing to radically change your prayer life: start going to God, sitting with the Lord, and say, "God, I'm not going to pray for anything until mm-hmm. you put something on my heart." Wow. Wow. Now think about that. That's, that's radically different than can you be with Aunt S- Sister Susie's hip right. replacement and can you heal Brother So-and-So's toenail, you know, and, 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 <laughs> and all those things are good and they mean a lot for the toenail, uh, you know, guy. But uh, God wants so much more. Uh, the perfect example is my, my kids. Um, when they were little, I would go into the room and they would play Legos and they would want to talk about Legos. And it's all they wanted to talk about. Dad, you want to build this Lego set? And I got this Star Wars and mm-hmm. this has this many pieces. And that was good. And I could get down to their level and I could converse with them about Legos and we could build together. But there comes a time when my kids become young adults Mm -hmm. and then the conversations change. Right. And as a parent, you know, even with yours, the older they get, the conversations move from milk and meaningless things or or not meaningful to more meaningful, robust, Mm -hmm. spiritual, you know, uh, weighty things. Yep. And I think for us in prayer, that's what God wants to do. Yeah, There are so many of us who are still playing with Legos of spirituality. And God's like, no, no, that's cool. And I can stoop down to that level and talk to you about that. But there comes a time when you have to put up the Legos and God wants to talk about weighty things, Mm -hmm. deeper things. And And I think that's what prayer does. Prayer is the discipline of learning the foreign language of God yeah. through prayer. And that's what it is. It's a, it's a different kind of language, and you, you learn it through praying. And you mentioned it was a discipline. And, and what's funny about disciplines is that disciplines don't come naturally. There's something you have to work at. And when we began this a week ago, uh, I think I was more focused on what I was giving up in order to do this. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to miss my show. I'm halfway through that series. I, I enjoy doing that. Like, I enjoy just sitting there and watching that stuff with my wife. But what I realized is that that stuff really was just helping me numb from the day and forget about all the hard stuff that happened. And uh, that now that I have sacrificed, I'm doing air quotes here, now that I've given that up, I really haven't given up anything of value. And I have substituted something of no value for something of incredible value. So I say it to say that disciplines aren't always easy, but what you're giving up, uh, you're, you're taking something that is so much greater in return. Man, it's so good. Because, I mean, let's I'll just ask you a couple questions. Is your life better because you've watched the entire season of 24? No, no, not at all. Or Lost or right. The Office? I mean, right. yeah, you could say you watched it. You may mm-hmm. say some funny things. Um, is your life better because you watch The Masked Singer yeah. or American Idol? Not I mean, no. I mean, it's it's mindless entertainment. Right. And there was a book written years ago by a guy named Neil Postman, mm-hmm. and the book was called Amusing Ourselves to Death. Mm. And that's the American culture. We yeah. just want to we want to scroll our way. We want to swipe our way. Want to watch our way to the grave. Mm. And God's like, there's so much more for you if you press in and pray. Right. The, the key of the sermon for me, I think, was the end mm-hmm. when I said, "Pay attention. God is willing to give more than right. we're able to receive." Yep. Now, now, I want you to just ponder that this week. God is willing to give more waiting to give more Mm. than we are even capable of receiving. 
uh, Luther used to say, we need to pray uh, to to press into the willingness of God. Yeah. Like the, the God is willing. So we're praying, pressing into the willingness of God. And so it's not that we have to connive God and deceive him and manipulate and coerce him. God's wanting to bless, mm-hmm. but he has said he will bless in response to the prayers of his children. Yeah. And so I think when we get to heaven, Andrew, I think we're going to be amazed at all the things that God shows us that he could have done for those of us who are serious about prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Guys like, Hey man, you got, you were, you were at long hollow, Andrew, you had a great family. You had a ministry, you reached thousands on the internet, digital, you had a podcast and man, it was so awesome. But here's what could have happened. Mm. Let, let right. me show you, let me show you this video, you know, that, that 4k, you know, 50, <laughs> hundred foot screen comes down and right. guys, let me show you what could have happened yeah. if you just would have believed in prayer. Mm. And so I think we're going to, I think we're going to get there. So let's talk about how we pray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about some practical things. So, uh, I know growing up here in the buckle of the Bible belt, uh, prayer has always felt like part of my life. Okay. So it was the, before the meal, before a game, right before I went to bed, it was all that type stuff. I, I would get my theology from country songs, you know, you know, unanswered prayers and all that stuff. Jesus, and, and take the wheel. Exactly. And you addressed all that stuff. So, <laughs> so I think, you know, we may need to correct some bad habits here and just retrain some thinking. So let's just talk practically. How can we pray? Yeah. So let's look at the life of Jesus. Um, when the disciples ask Jesus one question to teach them something. Mm-hmm. I think this is fascinating. Yeah. When they go to Jesus, they, they have one opportunity to ask him, teach us something. They don't yeah. say, teach us how to preach. They don't say, teach us how to lead. They don't even say, teach us how to do miracles. They don't say, teach us how to raise the dead or any of that. Right. They simply ask, Jesus, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. And they knew that prayer, if they knew prayer, they knew all things. Right. If they knew some of the other things, they wouldn't have any power. But they knew if they had prayer, they could have power for all things. So um, Jesus then tells them 10 lines in English, 10 lines. Our father who is in heaven, hallowed or sanctified be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know that the Lord's prayer. So there's a couple of ways you can pray here. And here's another point with that. Jesus gives them 10 lines. And yet Luke is the gospel of prayer, mm-hmm. by the way. In fact, one, one commentator I was studying this week said, if you take the times of prayer of Jesus out of Luke, uh, it's something like 20-something times that Jesus oh, wow. departs yeah. for prayer. Jesus in prayer. Jesus went to the mountain to pray. So you have this gospel of prayer. Jesus is constantly praying. So um, you have to believe he's praying more than those 10 lines. Mm-hmm. Like it says many times, he spent the whole night in prayer. Now, our Western cerebral intellectual minds think, okay, he's got a list. He's just listing right. with the Father. No, no, no. I want you to think, and this is going to catch some of you off guard, but just prepare yourself. Prayer is not just, as I said, talking to God as much as it is listening to God Mm -hmm. and being with God. So many of the spiritual disciplines today are reciprocal. There's this law of reciprocity, meaning if I read the word, I get a word. Mm -hmm. If I give, I receive. If I... um, if I fast, God speaks. You know, I mean, it's just like this law of reciprocity. But prayer is different because, yes, you can pray and receive an answer, but sometimes God wants you to just be with him. Mm-hmm. Be before do. Right. But God wants you to receive before acting. Okay, so, uh, and that's hard because our Western minds, we want to get something out of it. Many times early on when I would do this, I'd get up after 20 or 30 minutes of sitting in silence with the Lord, and I would think, 
nothing just, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing. I remember one time I went in the house, I was with the Lord for uh, about 45 minutes. And as I was walking in the house, I was like, Lord, nothing happened. I didn't hear a word. I didn't get an insight. And I felt like the Lord could have tapping me on the shoulder and saying, no, you got me. Mm. Yeah. You got me. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. You, you didn't need anything from me. You just, I just need, you just need me. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. That's so deep to think about. Okay. So here's what I do in my prayer time. Um, and you can, you can, um, extend this for an hour, which I try to do an hour to two hours. Now, mm -hmm. some of you are hearing that and saying, there's no way I can do an hour or two hours. Well, I didn't think I could do it either. Even right. as a pastor, uh, two and a half years ago, I started slowly two years ago with 20, 15, 20 minute intervals, like you said, and then it became intoxicating. Mm -hmm. It became where I couldn't live without the prayer time. Right. I could not, not spend time with God. Martin Luther said, I got so much to do, uh, that I can't help but spend three hours a day with God in prayer. Wow. That's very different than our mindset today, because if we say we got a lot to do, then we have to spend more time working and not praying. Martin mm -hmm. Luther said, I got to spend more time praying. So here's the diagram that I use. You can use anyone you want. Uh, I'll start my prayer time with a couple deep breaths to slow down. Think of your soul as the scoop of river water. I use this in an illustration. Think of a clear glass of, of, of a scoop of river water that you put on a shelf. And mm -hmm. if you let the water uh, sit still, it will swirl with the sediment. Yeah. Uh, the, the, sediment, the sediment, you can't see it. So the sediment swirls around, and it takes a while for that to kind of settle mm -hmm. to see through. Right. That's your soul. So you got to allow your soul, your spirit, to slow down. Mm. Okay. Couple deep breaths, sitting with the Lord. Then, um, what I like to do is I, I like to call this the tuning fork of the soul. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to do is tune my heart, my spirit into the spirit of the Lord, trying to tune us together, kind of like an instrument would be tuned. And what I do is something called be still and know that I'm God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I'll do is, and I've taught y'all this, I'll say in my mind, be still and know that I'm God. I'll take a breath. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still, be. Mm. And if you're listening, you can almost even feel the RPM slow down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now, a couple things you can do with that. There have been times when I just meditate on each phrase. So I'll say, be still and know I am God. Wow, what does it mean to be still and know that you're God? What does it mean to be still and know you are God? Or what does it mean to be still and know I am? What does that mean? And so basically we go through this process and then, uh, I will think about that. You could use the Lord's prayer that way. You could say our father who isn't, I did this last night, our father who is in heaven. Wow. You're in heaven. I'm not. Wow. What does it mean to be in heaven? Okay. Yeah. So that's like the beginning part. <laughs> yeah. Then I will spend some time asking the Lord, petitioning the Lord, interceding mm -hmm. for people. And I'll ask the Lord, you know, things for our church. You start with the person who needs it most. Here's right. a great insight. Who is the person that needs prayer the most? Mm. Me. Right. <laughs> I need it the most. Yeah. Because if I'm not a vessel fit for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work, then I'm of no use. Mm -hmm. So pray for me. Pray for my wife. Pray for my kids. Pray for our church family. Pray for my, you know, media family. And then I'll just kind of go out from there. That's another 20, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, 20, 20, 20, 25 minutes. The last 30 to 40 minutes is total silence with the Lord. 
absolute silence, where I'm sitting with the Lord, not to get something from him, but it's the Romans 8.26 deal where the spirit within me offers inexpressible groanings mm-hmm. to the Lord, that yeah. the spirit intercedes for me. And I'm telling you, this last part has been the game changer for me. So that's just a power. And then you can finish with, um, you know, uh, pr- praying to the Lord audibly. Yeah. And Thanksgiving and, you know, all that stuff as well. So, yeah. so uh, how much time are you spending in what you just explained about an hour? It's about an hour, about an hour, yeah, It's about an hour. Okay. So where would you say if somebody's listening to this and like, okay, I, I don't know that I can do an hour. How much time would you recommend they, they start with? Yeah. Well, let me say this too. Another thing, you don't have to do all that in an hour. Like sometimes people don't realize this, but worship comes through the word. Mm -hmm. So you may want to offer your word, your reading time first, Mm -hmm. where you spend time reading the word and praying the scriptures. Yeah. So when you get to Ephesians and Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you may know the spiritual knowledge and all wisdom. When Paul prays that, then I pray that. Yeah. I'm like, God, I want that. I want spirit. I want the eyes of my heart to be mm-hmm. open. So you can do that. Uh, so you can mix in different things. Uh, we have a prayer guide that we, we produce. Do. The prayer guide will help you pray particularly for certain things. So mm-hmm. you can use the prayer guide. I would say, I mean, that's an hour for me, and I've built up to that. I would say I, I would say the actual, the average Christian can do uh, at least 20 minutes, 21. Yeah. Let's say 21, since we're doing yeah. the 21 days of fasting and prayer. Uh, I think the average Christian can do 21 days. Yeah, and I'll say for me, um, you challenged us to pray for 21 minutes a day, and I'm already overwhelmed with that, right? So uh, I had to find a, a particular place I was going to go. So for me, I completely cleaned my closet and organized it so it was a kind of an organized place where I can shut the door, and I got about 40 square feet uh, where me and the Lord just hang out all the time now. That's good. Uh, and for me, I have to do some practical things. So like my mind wanders like crazy. Uh, so I, I even put in this meditation worship music I just to help me drown out everything else. And then I also journal my prayers and it just keeps me focused and I'm writing down. And then at the end of this 21 days and ongoing, I can look back and see all that God has done and the answers he has prayed. Uh, I mean, the prayers that he has answered. And I'll say this, Pastor, I'm praying, as you know, for some pretty big things, uh, particularly in my family. And I'm praying with faith, believing that God can answer those prayers. But even if he doesn't, like I'm I'm closer to the Lord after a week of this than I have been probably my entire, you know, Christian walk mm-hmm. uh, and just that closeness and that intimacy. And it's changing my perspective, even if it's not changing my situation. Oh, and it's good. Um, so whatever you're praying for, whatever you're asking God for, I mean, ask it in faith. All throughout Scripture, we see people asking for big things in faith. Um, but the goal, you know, God, it, it's not, you know, his answer may be no, but you have that closeness and that intimacy with him. Uh, and you said in the sermon a couple minutes ago, which we'll link in the, the description here, that the answer may be yes, the answer may be no, the answer may be not yet. Um, the answer is not up to us, but it's our yeah. job to draw on to the Lord. Yeah. The greatest thing about prayer is prayer is more for the prayer than for the prayer request. Mm, right. So God is going to do a deep work in your heart more than he could ever do. And it's funny you said about belief. And I, I think uh, we've seen we've seen abuses of this, so mm-hmm. we get real nervous of this right. because uh, you have the word faith movement and the name it and claim right. it, blab it, grab it, right. believe it, achieve it, you know, that kind of, <laughs> that kind of deal today. But I th- don't let those folks, whoever they are, monopolize 
the Holy Spirit. Right. Like, like consistently, when I was reading the Bible the, the last two weeks, I just saw Jesus consistently go to a town, and mm-hmm. it's and he said, "I was unable to perform miracles there because of the unbelief of the people." Right. right. Think about how many times he would heal someone. And he would say, "Do you believe?" Mm-hmm. You know, do you have faith? Yeah. Do you think I can do this? Right. It's your you know, faith that has healed you. Yeah, the and centurion's like, like, no, not only do I believe, but you mm-hmm. don't even have to leave this place yeah. and go to my house. <laughs> Jesus said, man, I've never seen faith like this in all right. of them. So I do think, now, here's what's cool. The faith to believe is even a gift from God. Right. Right. So it's not like I sit here and muster up the faith. It's in my prayer time of praying to God with the faith I have. Mm-hmm. I love what Agent Rogers used to say. When I got saved, I put the as much of Jesus that I knew, and mm-hmm. I put as much as much of faith as I had in as much of Jesus as I knew. Right. And I think that's what happens to us as Christians. We we go to prayer with as much faith as we have, right. and he helps our unbelief. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I spent one whole day just praying for faith. I'm like, God, just give me Faith. Give me faith. And and he's given me faith. You know, so good. we got to start somewhere. So, um, and I hope you guys have benefited from this episode. I want to encourage you and challenge you uh, to start somewhere. And then let's spend an hour in the garden with Jesus, as Pastor talked about today. So in the uh, description below is going to be a link to the 21 days of devotion. It is never too late to hop in on there. You can start with day one. You can start with day eight, wherever we are in this. Uh, just get started. And we are so excited to see what God does in your life and through your life. Pastor, do you want to pray us out? Yeah, say one thing. Let's let's at least spend an hour in prayer right. in the garden before we meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. So at least we can say... When Jesus says, can you not pray one? You say, Lord, I did it one. <laughs> right, yeah. Heard a sermon from a pastor. No, let it not be said of us. Let's pray. Father, we, um, we need a, a, a hunger uh, and a passion for this kind of praying. It's not the uh, casual surface level, superficial kind of praying. This is a deep pleading, a, a beseeching, a begging, um, a pressing in of prayer. And I just pray, God, for those who are hearing this, that this would challenge their heart to pray more. And um, they would see that it becomes intoxicating, God. It becomes uh, something we can't live without. And so let, let it be said of us, God. Would you meet with us? That's what we're praying. We're not praying for the gifts of the giver. We simply want the giver himself. We love you, Lord. We ask it in your name.